0: Alright guys, welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. Big episode today, we're going to get into the Giannis National Treasures first and foremost. We want to talk about this, this massive $1.8 million sale on another modern day basketball card. My understanding, Tyler and Lou, is this went for more than the LeBron. Am I right on that?
1: That's correct. That's what it sounds like.
0: So went for more than LeBron, and I know uh, we talked off here, but it sounds like the same uh, company that bought the LeBron also bought the Giannis. Ah. Same company bought both. Sounds correct. I know Jason had mentioned that. So uh, thoughts on this sale, what it means for the market, and and just in general, Ty?
2: I just thought it was interesting. Two things were very interesting to me. The first thing that was interesting to me was that there was much less chatter about it. Uh, like we were saying earlier, I think that lent itself to yeah. more of a normalized thing in in the world where like, oh, look, another car went for one point something million dollars. Like the LeBron one, there was like such a visceral reaction to that because I think it was the first time people – it wasn't the first time it happened, but it was the first time it had broken through into the world, right? Um, and this time it broke through again, but there was much less chatter, I felt like.
0: Uh, Lou, just to – be clear, wasn't the LeBron the first modern day card over a million dollars?
2: Yes, yeah, sorry. I'm saying like there was a lot of like high price cars before.
0: Gotcha. And gotcha, I think
2: gotcha. this is like a first that was the first time it had broken in big because of the million dollar thing, et cetera. But just the fact that it happened again, I think it was more like, oh, cool, this happened again kind of thing. Um and then the other part that was interesting to me was that it was a much more modern player. It was somebody who's in the early stages of their career rather than someone like LeBron yes. who's year sixteen or whatever.
1: Yep. Couple things though, also to note. On the uh, obviously popularity or people picking it up and talking about it, um, you know, that just LeBron is even so still so much bigger than Giannis, um, but w- they weren't the same card ish. Like, what is a 101 logo man? The other one was numbered to what, 20? Yeah, well, yeah,
2: one was a logo man, the other one was an exquisite, so it was like a different type of card for sure.
1: Yep. so
0: Both all the considered- premium brand, though, for basketball, because mm-hmm. Exquisite's not around anymore. Exquisite was around when LeBron was rookie, as National Treasures wasn't around when LeBron was rookie. It is now for Giannis. They don't have Exquisite they- anymore? No, Upper Deck doesn't have basketball products anymore. They haven't Ex- since 2013. Exquisite exists,
2: just not for basketball.
0: There's Exquisite products, variations yep. in Goodwin Champions. Cool that upper deck releases. So like Joe Burrow, exquisite autos, Luca exquisite autos, Ben Simmons, exquisite autos, but they're exclusive in Goodwin champions. champions.
1: Um, That, and if what it does exquisite do a one of one, like, is there a LeBron one of one similar version?
0: I'm actually not sure. I know the answer to that. I would, because s- I, I, all sorry.
1: things compared, like, I don't think those cards are of equal stature, right?
0: yeah the Lebron would if there was a Lebron one one it would sell for a lot more than one point eight million,
1: yeah, so I just want to ground that, yeah, it wasn't all things held true, yeah It's just sold, even sold more than yeah um, yeah. and then a lot of the chatter was actually, which is something that we talk a lot about um is the chatter, a lot of it was around right after the sale, a gentleman came out and said. I told a story that I believe it was 2014, might've been 2016. Uh, Mac, could you correct me if I'm, as I'm speaking here, but I believe it was 2014, an individual purchased the card for $7,100 raw, ungraded, received the card, had it in his possession, and it had a slight yellow stain on the front of it, and he returned the card back to the seller. That was much more of- 2014. 2014. So six years. So what I want to go into that and talk about that for everyone here, again, with what has happened over the last eight months, the white hot nature, as someone that's sitting on a lot of Mbappe and didn't sell a single one of them when they were three thousand, or is sitting on uh silver Mbappe and didn't sell a single one as they're when they're at ten thousand, silver's now going around sixty three, sixty four hundred 6, and Mbappe base is around a thousand. Um I'm sitting here and saying I know what that feels like in the stomach, and we talk a lot about you know unrealized profit on paper versus actually making the sale. We're talking about six years of of those values, and so we can get caught up in you know five percent, ten percent, twenty percent up, down, left, right, center over an eight month stretch. But again, the stomach to hold long term versus taking profits off the table, both fine, but just being in the game and and the patience that someone has to uh, six years ago, Giannis was a bench, a a rookie on the bench.
0: Skinny little twig, 15th international, Oh, 15th pick overall international product. Didn't really know a ton about him. I mean, just a lot of unknowns.
1: So even so, if you're, if you think about right now and extrapolate six years out, we've had some conversation around DK Metcalf and players like that, but, um. don't just sit around and be like, oh, I wish I bought that car for $7,100. I should have done that in 2014. You know, But then not put that same thought process into your strategy today. One, that was $7,100 of gambling, of pure gambling, of pure taking a shot. The chances are that Giannis is not going to turn into Giannis. The chances are Mahomes is not going to be Mahomes. Not that that is the thing. So if you're sitting back and being like, oh, I wish that, I would have bought that in 2014 for $7,100. Cool. Well, then what are you doing today? How are you deploying in that same matter? And then do you realize that actually you're just gambling on prospects? Who is the, I don't even know who was the 15th drafted guy in the NBA this year. It's kind of like the Michael Porter Jr. Six years from now, again, I bring it up all the time, but I ain't buying a $7,000 Michael Porter Jr. card today. I'll tell you that damn much. So that that's what was very interesting to me and what we are always trying to draw parallels of don't sit around and be like, oh, I wish did you see the sports card story? Yeah, I wish I would have bought that when it was seventy one hundred dollars. Cool. What are you doing about it today? And are you buying something and being patient enough to have it sit in a safe for six years?
2: It's like a lot of other things where it's really easy to talk about like, oh yeah, like haha, I could have just done that. And it's like, no, dude, like it's a lot harder and it takes a lot more fortitude than than like the giggle makes it out to be
0: yeah and like Ty you mentioned like the this I was looking this up but you mentioned like you know there's so much that has to go right with Giannis right like just you have to take everything a chance. has to go right Steph Curry only played I just looked this up. Only had played 26 games his like second or third season mm-hmm. he was battled by ankle injuries early on. Like the, the the whole thought was like Steph Curry's ankle might not like, you know, Let him might have not a career. hold up. So they only gave him like I think it was like 4 years 44 million. It was a it was a light deal and that's how the Warriors got to be built and that's how like the Warriors dynasty and all that stuff happened. And it's like if Steph Curry injures his ankle again, you don't know. I mean, look at Derrick Rose. He could you know, you could, that's how it just fate happens to be it's And Dirk Rose won an MVP. Exactly. And got the youngest And got the ever w- this deal and cried on the podium. And- yeah, crazy. So it's like so much has to go into that. So, yeah, I mean, Giannis, you know, if you saw it, I mean, ch- shout out to Adam Rips, right? I mean, Rips Cars on Instagram, saw Giannis early on, put a bunch of money into him and it turned out to be the best Giannis collection in the world. And some people didn't and didn't believe in him. And you just, it, it's crazy how it works out. But Yeah, I mean, the card market had to explode. High end alternative assets like these these cards uh, have become had to get really big. Just so much had to happen. Um, But again, just from seven thousand dollars to returning it, he said that he talked to Panini about it. I was reading the article. Had talked to Panini about it, and they said that this was common with logo man's at the time. Um, Like slab socks actually had posted the 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 picture of it. The
2: jersey was stained. Is that what it was? No,
0: it's on the the back of. It said the back of the card had some nasty yellow stain. The seller said he called Panini and they told him how to get the stain off and that the stain was common on the 101 Logo Man, which is very odd. Also, the front surface of the card had a hairline surface dent. You had to hold up to the light to see. It was right by the auto. Could still grade a BGS 8.5 to Mint 9. However, I feel very disappointed that I had to send it back. It happens.
2: 2006.
0: It was 2014. Yeah,
2: I think... But you just said Ty, about like you can you can say like oh haha like that person bought it for seventy one hundred is a very real thing that I don't think people think about with card stuff like we talk about because this is what it is like for me I buy a lot of like base cards and all that stuff right that's how I'm spending my money mm-hmm. um, I have dipped my toe into some other stuff now as we were talking about earlier but like d- deciding that like you're gonna buy this Yana's card. And being like, I'm attaching myself to this person. This is who the one I believe in, and being okay with sitting on it for a long enough time. As you're watching the card, because I'm sure someone bought it at some point for you know, uh, or like, uh, Row Adam Rowe said that he sold it for 40k or something like that at some point. Someone bought it for 40, and that card went up to 350k, 400k in value, and like the the fortitude of being able to be like, I need to know the right time to sell this. Is so
0: hard, 100%. It's so right? hard, and there was 100%. probably off
1: season dips. Uh huh. They were probably looking at other cards that were going down, they were probably looking at if they sold and where they could put the money elsewhere. Do I want to buy a house? Would- all these things. Do I have a wedding that I got to pay for? I exactly.
0: Mean, and this, this is this is no different than stocks or other investment pieces, right? Like I traded. We talked about. I've talked about this with you guys before. With that Luca trade in January, traded a Luca Tiger Stripe ten for a LeBron Tops Chrome Refractor nine and a Giannis Silver 9.5. They were about forty five hundred a piece at the time. LeBron goes up to twenty five grand. You know, Giannis goes up to twenty grand. And you're like, hey, you could cash this out right now. But if you believe in this long term, are you willing to, like Lou said, have the fortitude? to sit there and watch that card. Giannis gets eliminated, that card drops. Are you willing to let it drop? Are you willing to take the win off the table? Right? Giannis could go to Miami next year, Dallas next year, to go somewhere else. That card might get more popular again and go up. It just, you've got to be willing to stomach that. It it works both ways, right? I mean, Drew Locke got hurt yesterday. and We're going to talk about this in a minute. And I'm like, man, did I do the right thing holding Drew Lock stuff? Is Drew Locke going to ever be good? Like there's just so much that goes into it. You've got to really be able to stomach it. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the
2: difference between like the the buying strategies where it's like are you flipping or are you buying someone to believe in them for their career? Invest. Yeah, investing. And it's like a very fundamental difference that I don't think a lot of people think about when they're buying stuff, which goes back to what we always talk about all the time. You have to have a plan for what you're doing.
0: Yep hundred percent well speaking of that since it's right on uh q let's get into that because this was a very 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 tough weekend in the nfl uh there were m- a multitude of significant injuries in the nfl saquon barkley torn acl mccaffrey has an ankle injury is going to be out four to six weeks uh my understanding is bosa tore his acl um like david montgomery got hurt paris campbell's out for the year paris Cortland campbell's Sutton out to- for the year out for the year paris uh uh Cortland Sutton, his ACL, out for the year. Jerry Judy time. Uh Drew Locke got hurt. Haven't heard anything yet. Obviously, we record these early, so that might come out before the, the podcast episode drops. But a lot of injuries. And we want to kind of use this time to talk about this as since we're all in this we've all been in this game uh, you know, a different amount of time between the three of us. Um, how if you're in the game and you're you're going after Paris Campbell, right? Had a good first game and you buy Paris Campbell, that if things like this happen... I bought Paris Campbell. Did you really?
1: uh, My star (sighs) stock strategy was largely a lot of Paris Campbell. Wow, that's unfortunate.
0: This is perfect. So this works out well. And we've we've mentioned this before about favorable return policies on eBay. And if things like this happen, I want to get your guys' take, but how the wrong thing to do in this situation is to take advantage of the policies in place and return them for things that are likely not to be true. AKA
2: my, my son bought
0: this card. Yeah. I ordered this by mistake. Um, my account was hacked, things like that. So no time just kind of want road. to just want to kind of get some, some feedback from you when things like this happen, because this isn't every weekend. I mean, there are always going to be injuries, but this weekend definitely felt different. Um, so let's, let's, I just want to hear what you guys have to take say. take it off. Luke.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's not the right thing to do. Uh, I obviously these these uh, rules are in place, so people will use them to their advantage if they want to. And there's also very legitimate reasons why they should be in there. By the way, I am, this is going to be kind of funny, kind of like annoying, but when I was a kid, I was literally, my son had my eBay account and bought things. My dad had an eBay account. We were buying cards back in the day. And I was obsessed with Carmelo. Like I, like I, I wanted to have every single piece of Carmelo merchandise to ever exist. So my dad, I had his eBay account and I went in one night when I had like my hour of computer time, right? And I bought uh, several thousand dollars worth of Carmelo Anthony stuff.
0: (laughs) I I had to be like
2: eight years old, right? And my dad then like the next day called my mom freaking out and he's like, what is going on here? So my dad comes to my house and he's like, or like a week later, he comes to my house when all the stuff arrived. And he's like, hey, uh, I, I ordered all this stuff. I was like, oh, no way, blah, blah. And literally like I was the, Literal version of my son got into my eBay account. So I know what that's like, that's but what I'm getting at is don't do that. It's not cool. It's bad karma. Like it's just bad form.
0: So, and again, I think we should clarify on this a little bit because some people that if you're newer to the game might not fully understand this, but a lot of times what you'll see happen is people will return card claiming things like like Lou mentioned, my son bought this card, right? Like ordered by mistake, Um, uh, my account was hacked, you'll use... Uh, unethical excuses and lies essentially to take advantage of their return policies in place to return cards. So Paris Campbell autos go from, you know, you were buying them at 10 bucks. He's going to have a big year. They go to $30. You're like, awesome. Great start to the year. These are going to keep going up. And then he, you know, gets hurt and he's out for the year. They're going to go back to $10. They might go to $8, not being the guy to return them, right? Especially if you bought in at 20 thinking they're going to go to 40 just that that kind of uh strategy is is not one to take in this, yeah, and
1: it's look there's a lot of different ways to to do business and and operate um and look, I don't think any of us are saying it's not a tough pill to swallow, but at the same time if you're uh, like think about the last eight months and if you if you've had the hottest restaurant in town like what are you gonna do about it? And and I think one of the things is, you know, whether it's if if you're making a, a purchase of a card and not understanding the potential downside that could happen, and if that puts you in a position where then you need to trade on your reputation to, yep. to save yourself, it might not be the right thing to do. And if you want to be longstanding within the hobby, but to the point of, okay, it's a hobby thing and people can jump and jump to industry to industry you know con people fool people I'm in I'm out on thing to the next but those habits just become real things and it, it's if you're going to you know cancel a transaction off of an injury to save 20 bucks that same that's the uh, price
0: you're willing to put on your reputation yeah
1: and that same behavior is going to show up again somewhere down the line and you're the only one to be faulted for it and so
0: yeah. When you buy Tesla stock and it drops after a split, you're not going to return your Tesla stock the next day and tell Elon Musk, "Hey, man, my kid got this by mistake." Like you're stuck with the Tesla stock. That's how this works. Again, eBay has forgiving policies to allow buyers to. Everyone return does, things when,
2: by the way, and to be honest, sure. they kind of should. Like I understand from all perspectives of why the policy Absolutely. is what it is. It's just an honor policy. Like just don't be yeah that guy. Yeah, yeah don't and like, be the bad um, person. I'm,
1: and if if the downside is so possible that it puts you in a situation where you're out then you need to rethink that strategy and if it's
2: uh,
1: another thing is football again like let's have the conversation much more likely to get injured in football than you are other sports so if it's hey i need 10 15 um you get bucks here or there at scale to like change the course of my life, then maybe go d- do it at shows. So you don't catch yourself like doing that. Cause you're not going to be able to return something after you buy it at a show to, so, to hold on your own habits or don't do football, soccer, less injuries, stuff could happen still basketball, less injuries, stuff could happen still. So there's other ways if you if the response to what we've just walked through is, hey, well, guess what? I don't have any money and I've stumbled upon this hobby as a way to potentially build the foundation to my future success in money. And I get that when you're desperate, certain things need to happen. But again, life will be long and play itself out. And if you start to use those behaviors, they will trickle elsewhere. And if you want to go from having no money to building a big business or finding success, those shortcuts will show up later down the road.
2: Yeah, and I also think the other, sorry, right, just one quick thing. The other side of that coin is if you are now buying cards, right? Like, let's say you bought Luca for, uh, you know, 300 dollars $1,800. No, for, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm getting at. If you bought Luca for 1000 and then you sold one at the peak for 1900 and then they get eliminated and then the person who bought your car for 1900 returned it, that's going to feel really bad. And so it's the same thing on a, on a smaller scale with a Paris Campbell, but, like, it's the same exact thing. So if you don't want that happening to you, you shouldn't be doing it.
0: Yeah. And Ty, you you bring up a good point. You're like, you talk about when you talk about the injury, right? Like if you do this long enough, somebody and you're buying more than one person, the chances are really high. A guy you have money in is going to get hurt. That's just the name of the game, right? Like this is, I think what we've forgotten is how the last eight months have been so good that that's not really a business. People make money in business, and they lose money in business. And it's only been wins the last eight months. But like, for it to be a business, people have to lose money. And if you want to make returns
1: with no downside, then put it in a savings account and make one point three percent at scale, which
2: is fine too, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's just like when you do this, like, not everything you buy is going to go up. You just have to win more than you lose. So if you bought, you know. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, and Paris Campbell. Not that you'd buy that guy with those three others, <laughs> but regardless, if that's what the, how the case worked out, or even if it was Barkley, right? You've got some other guys that you're going to win on. There's a good chance those wins are going to outweigh the loss on Barkley or Paris Campbell. So just something to keep in mind that, again, if if, if every time somebody got hurt, your just first thought is, I'm going to take advantage of this return. I'm going to return this. I'm going to do the wrong thing. It just it it doesn't bode well for you long term in this business where reputation is everything. So, just uh Joe Burrow looks damn good. The Bengals don't look good, but they Joe don't. Burrow but is he good.
1: looks good. Like he's had him in two games that they probably wouldn't be in otherwise. Kyler Murray looks insane, and
2: Michael Vick said he's righty Vick, and I'm like, damn, that's so true.
1: Yo, it's kind of true. Like when it's he super true, on my yeah. man, Like, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I also, I didn't, we weren't going to do football talk today, but I just, just for my personal thing, the Jets had a fourth and seven, um, down by three scores and they kicked a field goal to keep it to three scores and then wait, 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 wait. And then today, (laughs) today the response was, yeah, we don't have any good plays to run on fourth and seven.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's all time bad. It is. What does that even time. mean? That was the worst. I mean, serious question. We serious sat question. and watched the third and thirty-one with twenty percent confidence, that they were going to convert.
0: Like Tyler, we, and Tyler, Lou, who gets fired first? Dan Quinn after blowing another twenty-point lead. Adam Gase because the Jets are are uh, shh, uh, awful a Or Matt or Matt Patricia. Um, who gets fired first?
1: It should be the Falcons' coach because they, I believe, have. The talent. Um, they were the the Super lions. Five minutes ago, too. Yeah, I think the, the thing about the the Jets is like you find finding the coach and doing what. Chris Hogan was the number one option.
2: <laughs> I, I the thing the Jets don't fire coaches in season historically, so like. But that's what are you also-
1: getting out of that? They have nobody on that team. Nobody on that team. That team is abysmally bad, and I don't think the Lions, as much as Stafford's a great fantasy quarterback, you're not winning anything with Stafford. They they need to redo the whole franchise. I
0: agree. Besides Darnold and Bell, who are the top two players in the Jets? Uh,
1: Becton.
2: Yeah, Mekhi Beckton's an Beckins, the rookie lineman. He's an ad- no, Ryan, he's an animal. He's an animal.
0: The, the, the I know the humongous. He's yeah, huge. it makes me. Okay, it's so it's him, good because then, it's like then who, good. then who?
2: He's a potentially besides... generational talent at lineman.
0: Okay, who else? Who else besides
2: those three
1: guys? Um, you said behind about Bell and Darnold. Yeah, Frank Gore.
2: <laughs> oldest running back in the history of starting running back in the history of the NFL, dude.
0: You guys got it's bad, <laughs> yeah. It's what a tough scene. Firing it's the coaches and solving so, any real quick. Okay, situation. last thing before we move on because I know we got to get to the interview with Gary. Can good players, can their values thrive on bad teams in the NFL? Yes,
2: uh, yeah, quarterbacks can.
1: Yep, so this is what I'll say if you want to make Maybe short term flips.
0: There you go. Quick. Long term, it
1: won't work. That's what I'm saying. It won't work, and that's why we sit here. And Who, who, who oh, wait, are the like two a... guys? I wish I was holding on, sitting on. Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson.
2: I don't think that's just, true. They by win. The way. I don't. Well, I don't think the short term thing is true. I, I. Why are you saying that? Because you think that like quarterbacks stay on their bad teams forever. I don't think that's going to be the thing anymore. I think just. I think just there's... come
1: up with a new, a new... no.
2: What do you mean? I think there's just way more player movement happening in the NFL than ever before. Fair, fair, fair. So I think there's more opportunity for, you know, this is my worst nightmare. But there's a a very real situation where Sam leaves after his contract ends, and he goes to, you know, the the Saints after Drew Brees retires. Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. Patriots. That's my nightmare. That's my actual nightmare.
1: The ceiling of that situation is like Kirk Cousins.
2: No, it's not. It's Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the actual ceiling of that situation yeah,
1: that's (laughs) (laughs) fair-ish.
2: He's like a top-ten quarterback.
1: Yeah, but Drew Brees, didn't he leave when he – didn't he have rotator cuff surgery and was, like, down and out?
2: Yeah, but I'm just talking about, like, a quarterback going from one team to the other. The situation is different, but the principle is the same. Thank you. I'm I'm correct. Let's move on.
0: I disagree with this. Stafford is a prime example of being good on a bad team long-term. Yeah, he's a bum. Stafford's not terrible. They're not just terrible. He's a, I'm sure. I'm nice f- Stafford's pr- seri- serious. question. Stafford a hall of famer? No.
1: If he wins something,
0: really, you don't think just with the numbers alone? No. no. I don't think so Marino never won anything. Dan Marino's like a top Ooh. five quarterback ever. I'm not saying Stafford's not a, is a top five quarterback, but I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I'm just more curious. You don't. You, I don't you, think. So. I, I think if, if Stafford,
1: sure. I think if Stafford wins some meaningful games, his narrative changes quick. I don't think they they're not going to win any meaningful, meaningful games game.
0: anytime yeah. soon. No shot. The Lions are low-key, like... Lions are Lions it. and Jets are going to be battling for the number one pick.
1: Hopefully we win it.
2: <laughs> and to the interview.
0: All right. After the break, we're going to interview Gary V. chat with him about all things cards.
1: We are good to go. And... We're not going to waste any time in terms of introduction, I would say, other than that it is as someone that has now known Gary for six, seven years and is the single reason I have interest in cards and is sitting here. Um, Thank you for taking the time and coming on. Lou, thank you for helping us set this up and book this (laughs) and uh, Ryan you are the man and we met about a year and a half ago at um at national and now we're all here together recording this podcast and i think we're just going to have a free open flowing conversation but i want to kick it off simply because i think a lot of the people that have either been listening for now 12 episodes have seen an incredibly if they bought on day one of us recording this they purchased and things have gone up incredibly and now have come back down a bit And would like to get your perspective on, uh, we talk a lot about patience and and long-term nature of perspective, but your thoughts on this recent downturn in terms of pricing and the market. And if you're sitting on cards that you purchased at, say, a peak, how to stomach that and your thoughts of navigating those waters.
3: Well, first of all, it's great to be on the show. Um, And thank you for having me. Ryan, you are doing a great job carrying these two. That's lovely so boys. true. Um, that's so, true. Uh, so Lou, Tyler, you have the great, the great, that's ridiculous. You have the luxury, you have the luxury of knowing all truths. So when people are like, Gary, you pumps and dumps, you laugh, cause you know, I haven't sold a single card outside of the national. Um, you know, and all the other things. So what you two gentlemen know that everybody's about to find out is for the last three and a half weeks, between my kids going back to school in a COVID world, between Vayner X exploding and, you know, Lou, you know this a little bit better than Tyler because your position's at this point, like every meeting's like a fucking gangbuster, like set up for 2021 and that is my responsibility. Between the Jets completely pissing me off and putting me sure. into a coma, and me not literally leaving our sports card thread because I didn't want to see any sports reference after the Bills game. What you gentlemen know is I've been quiet for the last three weeks on cards. Um, And even Ryan may know that because, you know, what I'm focused on tends to manifest in my content. You know, this reminds me of when all those were like, Gary V fucking asshole left the hobby. I'm like, it's COVID, I'm trying to save jobs and trying to raise money for charity right now. So, you know, the timing's funny in that like, you know, it coincided with like the recorrection in certain areas. Again, Tyler, Lou, you know this, I want the whole audience to be tr- know this transparency. I think I even four days ago went into our thread and was like, so what's the update? Like what's really, really down? What's kind of down? Like I'm coming into this show at the worst possible time for me because I'm the most checked out. I've been for probably four or five months over the last three weeks. Um, you Both of you also know I'm playing super long, right? My intuition here is September and October tend to be busy for me because I set up Vayner. My birthday is November fourteenth. Thanksgiving. I think somewhere here in the next four to five weeks, seven weeks, I'm going to be super pumped because I'm going to wake up, you know, and and again, Lou's going to know immediately because my eBay's going to be crazy. <laughs> I'm like, Lou, can you check out the cart? Like, I'm I'm yeah. going to look up and be like, Wait a minute, all this vintage basketball is this price now? Wait a minute, Giannis. I mean, I I have common sense. I know that the Bucks fucking shit the bed, so I can't imagine Giannis is doing remarkable. You know, so like. I'm pretty excited about loading up on him. Just trying to figure out what you know is the right time to buy. I think this is normal behavior. Like even Tesla and Apple and Facebook. Like I bought a bunch of Facebook before when IPO. It opened at forty. I bought it at thirty. Then I bought a shitload at nineteen. Then I bought a shitload at seventy one. Then I bought a shitload at one thirty six. I'm in long. I'm here long. Alexis O'Han. Literally. 40 seconds before I go on this, I'm looking at my Twitter transitioning for meetings. Alexis Ohannon just tweets out the Giannis uh, RPA, uh, you know, logo man. Like, that's the founder of Reddit, culturally relevant, Serena's husband. Like, it's going to be a game of forever. Oh, by the way, what I've said the entire time when I got back in a little loud this will ebb and flow, ups and downs, left and right. The problem is, and by the way, I expect some credit here from Lou because I only want Lou's credit. Like <laughs> no, really. I think I was getting a little bit louder towards that mid-August time of like, hey, there's a lot of speculating day trading going on right now. Like and like, you know, like like it's just common sense. The NBA was ripping. It's going to go into offseason. Like Yeah,
2: I, players are gonna lose. Relevancy will matter.
3: And Hawaii and Luca uh, and is not going to be in the playoffs, like LeBron. Somebody was not going to be left. To your point, Lou. Some there was only one team that was going to win the NBA championship. The market was showing that seven teams were going to win the NBA championship. Yep. So, you know, to me, though, you know, I'm to be frank, I'm hoping fucking the Lakers get knocked out so I can do my LeBron work. I'm not. Done, I love. A, Somebody hit me up with some hate the other day. He's like, You fucking on LeBron. Like, as if LeBron is me, like pumping LeBron or thinking LeBron at the National last year. We're now talking fucking 18 months ago. I don't understand how that was such a ludicrous take. He's fucking LeBron. Like, it's going to happen with Kevin Durant, too. I cannot fucking wait. To fucking St. Patty's Day and watch fucking Durant drop 58 and everyone's gonna be like, and in New York, by the way, which will make every New York celebrity be like, I like Brooklyn. You know, like it's going to be like, I'm so confused. I'm sorry, Lou, last final point. I'm confused by the confusion. If there is any confusion, this is a market, it will ebb and flow, and and people will get hot and cold, money will come in and out. The vintage thing I think was getting obvious to people, they went in. You know, there always is gonna be quote unquote corrections. I'm gonna buy. Like I've been buying. I just, you know, when I feel the time is right and when I do a little more homework because I don't like being rusty, I gotta go relook for 10 hours. What's great now is I'm so base. I'm like three years ago when I got back in the game, I needed like six months. This will take me 48 hours to be like, okay, okay, okay. Back in the next yeah.
2: yeah, like I think we've talked about it on here a bunch, and it's like what happened was so many people got involved. Everyone started buying, buying, buying. And like you're saying with current uh, modern players, people like Luca get eliminated. People like you know uh, Tyler Hero have their moment, and that's where that rise comes from, right? That's on the modern side. On the vintage side, I think so many people put so much money into vintage in a really short period of time where there's a little bit of consolidation right now. I think there's also, we've also said that there's extenuating circumstances in the world uh, which are leading to those types of things. So to me, yeah, I mean, it's just,
3: yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, look, look. look. I mean, we have the most contentious presidential election of most of the kids listening, if not even old grownups, unless you consider 60. I mean, like, they, like, yeah, man. Like, by the way, I bought every card I bought with the decision of, and the economy will collapse in January, 2021. And I'll have to wait to 2024 because I didn't buy things. I'm not fucking buying fucking, you know, like Tyler Hero, who's fucking awesome and fun to watch and fucking yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, one of the things I wanted to talk about here is like the different types of uh buying strategies. Like you play a completely different game than I play. And neither of them are wrong. I think you I think I there's agree. more short term value in what I'm doing where I'm buying and selling pretty regularly. And then there's the strategy where you have something where you buy LeBrons for, you know, what you bought them for. I don't know, 1050. whatever a thousand fifty, and you stick them in a in a drawer or a safe. And then that's the end for the next 10 years. Yeah. You're playing a completely different way than a lot of other people play. So I think that is something to consider as well.
3: While talking about guys, cause it's fun, right? Like, listen, you know, this and this is an argument, not an argument, a conversation we've had. I do love buying George Gervin's and Dr. J's and George Mikens because I think the supply and demand curve will play out over the next 25 years. However, and this is what's bothered me about people who just want to be mad. Like the players that I've talked about that have been modern on the record, this is all filmed. This is what's good about my life. Like it's been Giannis, Luca, LeBron, Soto, Acuna, right? Like, like th- these have not been like, you know, Mookie they're going
1: to have a good, like back half of the season and they might go up and I'm going to sell them. It's
0: like, these are guys I think, that I, I know, believe it's in. Not somebody alone. super obscure.
3: Deere and Fox. Is one that I would say probably went down the further. And I, by the way, I feel incredible about it. Like, like I can't wait to buy Sam Darnold's at the end of this year because it should be at an all-time low when we're fucking one and. 15. I couldn't believe.
2: By the way, they're 150 bucks. I was surprised they were like that high, given where we are. Wait till at we're this one and fifteen. I right, listen. You know,
3: so, so I think that um, yeah. Like I think there's a million ways to play it. I play long and in, and, and then the young players I play are uncomfortably obvious to me, Luca Soto, like, by the way, they can get Derrick Rose. They've said it a thousand times. They Mm -hmm. can Bo Jackson and Derrick Rose easily. I understand the risk,
1: but. uh, I I, want to go into your a million ways to play it. Comment a little bit more, because even I think in the last six months, eight months, and I think you're going to continue to see it speed up eBay. Initially, just the spot eBay and shows. Then you get StockX in the mix. Then you get StarStock. Then you have got Rally. You've got Otis. You've got fractional abilities. What is your thoughts? Because knowing you as I do, it's largely around buying the assets, and you like to have them. You like to to be able to access them even more than Vault. What what's your uh, thoughts on kind of even the roadmap ahead? Knowing some things of. The, it as an alternative investment saying, okay, I'm going to buy shares of this Mickey Mantle as a way to approach it.
3: Yes, the fraction buying will happen. Uh, sending to, you know, PWCC does it and there'll be 15 more. Send it to this place, don't pay tax, da da da. Um, that will happen. Um, I just thought of something. I apologize, Tyler, but I it's the best way I can explain what I'm feeling right now with cards. Remember 12 years ago? A lot of you will because. The majority of people here are, are over fifteen. When gambling started to turn a little bit from like you had a weird bookie and a page, like do you remember?
1: Mm-hmm. Like and Jamie Fox just announced, I believe, if my eyes tell me correctly, that he just announced a M- bet MGM partnership today.
3: Now with daily fan, like now it's like a, it's almost like esports. It's a, re- it's a respected craft. I, I just don't see a scenario where sports cards go back to three years ago ever again. Let's say it just like that. I do not think that the national that I went to three years ago in Cleveland ever has that market cap, AKA how many people are like, it just, of course, when something goes up 40 X, could it go down 19 X back and you're, but, but like without looking at where vintage basketball or some of the cool stuff, I still think at the prices I was buying. And by the way, because I was always buying, if, if I bought a fucking Oscar Robertson PSA 7 at something and it's down 21% today, it's gonna be okay. Because what's gonna happen is it ebbs and flows. I would argue that the next rise up of the things that just took a hit, if it's more classic stuff, not a Michael Porter Jr., um, it's gonna go up even more because that's what happens with those kind of assets.
2: Yeah, I, I, something that's one of the really good things I've seen in the last few months is like much more analytical and, and, and analytical and like showing those ebbs and flows and how it's happened in the last couple of years. That's slab was great for that. House of Jordan, Chris at House of Jordan has been great for that as well because he's literally posting like, "Yo, it went like this. It had a little like resistance here. It went down and then boom again, and you reset. And it just continually has happened twice now. And so to me, like that's going to happen again. I feel like for these, you know, obvious assets."
1: New floors. Uh, another thing. Sorry, Ray. You go get in there.
0: I, I want to step in here because Gary, you mentioned like your your the card market won't go down to three years ago when you were at the national. Totally agree with that. But a lot of questions I've gotten in in shop that, that doesn't
3: mean individual cards won't
0: <clears throat> just the whole market.
3: Correct the macro, right? Like like I actually think a stunning percentage, call it ninety percent of the cards that are current. Will go down well below what they are now because they're going to end up becoming guys. Ray Allen's and Chris. Yeah. you know a you have good Chris Boshes all the time?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like he's very likely going to be better better than the majority of like than Jaron Jackson Jr. That is likely, even though I'm a huge Jaron Jackson Jr. fan, by the mm-hmm. way. But like you know, like like I don't think people understand how cards work, and like like you're like here comes Lonzo. Right. Yeah. Excuse me. Here comes uh, Lamelo, and yeah. and don't let Lamelo drop forty-one opening night because people won't know how to spell Zion. Like yeah. it's just people get hot. Go ahead, Ryan. Ryan, you're young. You've been in this long enough. You've already seen it. Hundred percent. But the, where, where the Michael Vick cards at? Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Like where the fucking like like people just get I, hot on what's new? It's real. And yeah, you have man. to go all. You have to become top fifty
0: for it to work out, or it doesn't. Absolutely. But the one thing uh, I get asked a lot is what happens when a year from now, two years from now, whatever it is, when there's some sort of vaccine for COVID and life resumes a little bit and becomes a little bit more normal. On the record,
3: record, COVID had 0.0 to do with sports cards explosion from one human being's point, from one man's point of view, from one man's. You don't think it changed
0: my business completely?
3: No, it didn't. I think I'm telling you, Ryan, I really think the, if you look carefully, the seeds were in place. Let me rephrase. I I, I understand. What, let me say this. Let me say it a completely different way to be a little bit more fair. It is way less of a factor to what ended up happening than I believe the majority of people in the industry think.
0: So you Don't think you- when 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 again things get back to normal and you can go on vacation, you can a lot more becomes open. The attention in cards now stays in cards. <sighs> Because yes. a lot of the current here and I've heard is that like when people can go back to do life and do different things and take vacations and travel and go to sporting events that they take some of the money they have in cards now out of it to do those. Things. That, I, think it's, I think there's some validity to that,
3: you know, on a human level, like I'm Ricky and I'm going to take my girl to fucking Disney world. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I think that people don't understand friends who are listening. There are multiple conversations I'm having with Institutional funds coming into this market, Ricky and Susan, and every single human I saw at the national for a four-day period combined are dick shit compared to one fifty million dollar fund coming in and buying cards.
2: Gee, you don't think? I agree with you that it was going to happen regardless. In the same way you remember.
3: Saying. It too. Remember what's happening mm-hmm. with Acuna? Everyone's yelling at me about Acuna. Yeah, like, yeah, no, like no, 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 no. It was white hot. Baseball was – no, no, I'm talking. we're talking cards now. I want people to hear mm-hmm. this. Baseball was uncomfortably hot the day before COVID. Yep. I
0: would you don't
3: argue think... that baseball got affected by it in a negative in the macro. But go ahead, Lou.
2: You don't – in the same way that you're saying it would take me six months to get back into it, I can now do it in two days. You don't think that everyone being at home and then having heard about cards for the last – prior months up to covid and now they're home they're like wait i'm gonna go on youtube i'm gonna watch ryan or i'm gonna watch a break i'm gonna watch polax i'm gonna watch whoever you don't think that had a like a fire starter kind of effect to the whole market in general like you you think they would have had the same moment at the same time regardless of covid
3: if not a little more i think the national not happening hurt Mm
2: -hmm. interesting i can get behind i really i
3: really i really do i mean i don't know what else to say it's you know it's like it was clearly happening. Like, by the way, I'm on the, like, you know what's easy for me in this? I'm really on the record, like making videos a year before COVID and, and a year and a half before COVID, like, or a year, whatever. Let me like, it's coming, it's coming. And I would, you know, I just think it would have happened. And I think that, um, I, I I think it's fair to think, so, I, I think it's unfair to say exactly the same things would have happened. I'm just not as convinced. It's the fact that everyone else thinks. Um, I think it's going to be a slow burn. I'll give you an example. You know what just happened? What just happened in cards is similar to when FanDuel and DraftKings... Was every commercial everywhere? Yeah. four years ago? Literally
1: was every commercial right? on like and
3: everybody's like, daily fantasy. TV. And then they <laughs> like ran out of money to do that, and it kind of mm-hmm. lulled and then built up nice and steady. Now it's bigger than it ever was. Uh, that is my comp for cards.
2: Yeah, uh, and that was White an artificial Heart one.
3: Moment. Right. Like that like it was super hot, but you know what, Lou? It was, it wasn't artificial. It was awareness against a human behavior.
2: People I'm saying like artificial to, because they were like, they put a gigantic ad blitz. This has been much more I, like. F-
3: yeah, but you know what? So many people think it's artificial in this little world. Yeah. The LeBron, the, the trout, Vegas, Like they, they, they think it's artificial. Again, life is based on your perspective. We have half of America seeing the country one way and half seeing it completely the other way, and it's all the same scene. We have the same thing in the hobby. We have people who are have been in it forever, and rightfully so, just like loving a band from day one when they had six people in their place and now they're at a stadium and everything. There's something that's lost in when something explodes. More importantly. If that's your day to day living, I have so much empathy for the OGs. I hate when the kids are like these fucking old farts and fucking, don't, I don't like that. These are gentlemen normally, some, and, and women as well, who have been in this the whole time. And they, when they see things like this happen, they know there's another side to it and they have to navigate it carefully so they don't get caught with the bag. Somebody's going to be sitting with 800 Baker Mayfield rookie cards at a very expensive price. Somebody's going to be holding that back.
0: And and that look, was key, again, like last year, before the season started, I had just bought my store. That was the only person we got asked for was Baker Mayfield. Like okay. there were cracked ice rookie ticket autos selling for $10,000. And then they come in the season and go eight and eight. And those same cards go to 3,500 at the end of the season. Now, if you do that, works, art, by the way, and you say what? I about to like get worse for Baker. <laughs> yeah. Gee,
2: on the holding the bag thing. I think about that a lot because again as me and you mean you yes, me and you play much different different things. I'm going to
3: sleep with my Wilt Chamberlain rookies in perpetuity.
2: Yeah. And I'm going to sleep with with Charmander and all that shit. But
3: I'm probably not I'm probably not transacting on eighty percent of what I've bought during this Gary V era. Ever. Death.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. When you say you're someone's gonna be holding the bag, to me, and I and i say this with like the I don't. I don't know. Yeah, isn't that just kind of what you say? You're
3: asking, you're asking yeah. the question.
2: Go ahead. Isn't isn't that just kind of inevitable? Mm-hmm. Like someone's gonna be holding something no matter what. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent.
3: Especially when you decide to fucking buy Porter and Tyler Hero and Saquon Barkley
1: as your it's only a, strategy. As your, as, strategy. your only strategy. as your only strategy.
3: It's a lot of fun. It's pure gambling, which is awesome. I'm super into it. Like, do you? By the way. The worst part, not the worst part, the intriguing thing that makes me laugh is there are human beings that think they know what's the right way to be in this hobby. It's fucking America. Yeah, yeah. I think you can do both. You should collect, or you should have a PC, or you shouldn't flip, or I
0: don't think everybody should buy vintage. I just like it. That's the the best part about the hobby now is there are so many different things you can do. 100%.
1: 100%.
3: Yeah, anyway, and I think yes, I
0: want Yes. And, and holding the
3: bag with Jerry West or Jerry Rice is extremely different than holding the bag on hot takes on numbered green versions of a fucking kid that's sitting on the bench
1: right now. Yeah. I, I want um, to. I like to
3: Gamble. Lou, you
1: uh, see uh, the, the uh, sneaky Davis
3: mm-hmm. Davidson <laughs> Toronto RPAs I bought? I'll gamble a little bit here <laughs> and there.
1: Or at a a, uh, roulette table.
3: What do you think? You know the best. I mean, you like make sure all my shit gets to where it needs to get to. What am I, 5% gambling?
2: 3%, 7%, 5%. 5%. 5%. And that's what I think I want to talk. Sorry, Ty, I know you want to get in. Uh, One of the things I think that we talk about a lot on here and that I think is really important is that you can do both. You can have a safe eight, like you always say 80 20. I personally think it's more like 85 15 of like, this is stuff I feel great about holding. And I, when I buy it, I'm thinking about selling it in like three years at like a minimum like I feel super good about having every single Pokemon card I have, and there's a reason I feel good about that because I feel good about the market separately i'm bu- I bought Tyler Heroes and I bought uh you know Christian Robinson Bowman Chromes because I feel good about those guys. I think I have an opportunity to multiply my in my investment on that in a six to twelve month window.
3: I think it's great. I think everybody should do whatever the fuck they want, but I also think that people need to understand. The you know a lot of people come in blo- like so many people have come to me in the last two three four five weeks and said hey I didn't realize I don't hate you I hate your fans that come in hot and do this I'm like first of all you're not God like like mm-hmm. like I said in another podcast and now I'm, I saw some posts that they're doing it don't be mad at somebody going to Target and buying something they can flip this is capitalism democracy. Be mad at Target and Tops and Panini to not create limits. And now they are it. That yeah. will get better. Don't be mad at somebody like I can't control another man's actions. I can't tell you what to do with your money, how you should eat, what you should do. And so, you know, and I, I'm not I, I'm not mad at my quote unquote fans, aka people that have heard something. I just want to over educate them because I'm also scared. That they hear cards are going up and they go buy fucking wax and open it all and think like, here we go. Or they buy 800 Tyler, and by the way, I hope Tyler Hero sticks it to me and hits game Seven's fucking 40 footer and just goes through the roof. But then that might be the moment to transact because they may never be more expensive ever again. I'm sure, I wasn't there, that Chauncey Billup rookie cards had a good moment when they won that championship against the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like you gotta think about that shit.
1: Yeah yep uh before we go real quick i know you have to jump and i'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm hopefully gonna, get gonna, 60 yeah. 45 seconds from you you're gonna,
3: you're gonna get it and i'm gonna try to get us a couple of minutes because so
1: this to me has been and it's a little bit of a switch gear but i've been around you for long enough and why i love this so much and what other people when i walk I'm with my friends or family or what have you and I and i speak about these things and it gets confusing but the Well, before I ever bought a single card, you were telling the story about how when you were a kid, you used to have all the money in your pocket and what what being in this hobby taught you as a businessman. And I think you're still a bit of an enigma in the sense of how can he wear a hat on Good Morning America or how can he curse and be in a boardroom or this or that or the other thing? And the fact of being in the game and the reps and also the perception of if you're good at something. A lot of people are going to tell you it's by by accident, but it'll never work in the real world. Okay, I get that you're good at video games, but cool, you're going to have to get a real job. Can you talk a little bit about the awareness of even Aaron, all the people that we've met, Ryan, Is what an outsider point of view or your mom or your aunt or uncle who might say, yes, that's cute that you made $10,000, but you still have to go to college. Yes, how did you start to understand that? What Or the, pretty much running the parallel of I'm good at this, I can extract the value as to why, the self-awareness, and apply it in other areas because there are seemingly truths across all business and life and the way you treat people in general. Coming off our last conversation, don't be a dick and cancel your eBay stuff. That aspect of there's a lot of people right now that are probably making a lot of money in their bedroom yet afraid afraid to talk to their family about it and or are doing things because... Yes, but that's not real life. Great question. And I just want to extract that from you a little bit for people.
3: The stunning amount of things that people are learning right now in this collective hobby business investment is so fun for me to watch. Like literally watching some of the youngsters I interact with, some of the OGs I interact with, marketers from big companies that are coming in that are learning things that they're going to apply to big companies. The sheer macro learning that I see going on is so enjoyable, Tyler. And look, that's a very specific question because you've been able to really understand like, oh shit. And, and by the way, that's the way I'm navigating through this whole world. And that mm-hmm. oh shit is, the rules are actually not the rules. The game is not the game that we were all taught is the mm-hmm. game. I play outside the vortex. I have no clue what the fuck the Matrix movies are about since I haven't <laughs> seen them. but. I feel like I play outside of conventional wisdom um, and I think that's helped me. And And I think the reason I'm successful in it is I stay in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I know attention, I know consumer behavior, I know humans' interests, I know how they're mapped, I know what they get into, I watch, I put in work. Like, again, it's so fun to do this with you too because you've watched the year of plotting before mm-hmm. all this happened. You two, Saw everything that led up to the day Ryan first heard about me. Do you know what I mean? You saw the work, the execution, the conviction that neither of you, even though you knew me and I had real wins on the board in life, couldn't fully get there to because it wasn't easy to see.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: You know, I think that, um, I think that here's what I would say to everybody happiness as a KPI of success is a really good idea. I think a lot of you listening right now who've got 28K in cash under your bed or 57K in your PayPal or whatever the fuck it is, and you're convincing yourself you can't do this forever or you can't open a card store or you can't do that, you're wrong, comma, it doesn't matter.
0: Like, yeah. like Go ahead, right? So Gary, before you go, this is like, I, I me, wanted let to-
3: Let answer this thought, Ryan, because I think if I don't finish it, it might be confusing. It doesn't matter because if the next day you decide it's right for you to go to Wall Street or start a business or go into hot dogs or go to business school, then good for you. There are no rules. But that also means that you can do this forever or until you don't like it anymore. I have no concern of something big happening in our business world. And again, Tyler, Lou, you guys know all the millions. Of things. You all both know that I have 73 things that are on third base that if one of them decides to go to home plate, It's gonna be like an 18 month sabbatical, right? Because they're big things, they're cool things, it's awesome things. And so, and I feel no, like I feel this unbelievable concern that I left the hobby and I fucked everybody, and equally no concern. I can't live based on perception or people's judgment with no context of my real life. Mm -hmm. The end. Yeah. Right?
0: So, Gary, I just wanted to say,
3: nor should anybody who's listening. If okay. you live your life for your mom, decide to go into business school instead of doing cards, and cards plays out the way I think it was gonna play out, which is forever in perpetuity, and you wake up at 39 and be like, wait a minute, I could have had a blast and probably made a lot more money in these last 21 years, but I listened to my mom, you're gonna end up resenting your mom. Don't do that. Kids think if they don't listen to their parents, they're fucking them now. They're actually fucking them if they do listen to their parents, because resentment grows. And then they take it out for the next 50 years of the relationship. Yeah.
1: And before you go, Ryan, what really is in my head, a lot of like tech class, you know, all the kids that loved when they first got on the Apple computer, making images, you know, or editing a quick video, but it was always just that random little thing that they enjoyed doing. And didn't realize that oh shit they could now like be the D rock or a graphic designer at a major company and how those things play out and it's just something you know the artist never really thinks it's something real because to everyone else it's not
0: and and Tal, that's that's where this point is going so in 2016 I got a court, I had a corporate job right was making good money was going to school two compute two screen computers one work one Gary V and that's how I found out about you guys right and I you know, audited my time, right? Can't complain about your job and go home and watch Kardashians all day. So I busted my ass, right? Working late nights, hustling, 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 right? Like watch the content one life. Like you don't want to resent your parents later. Like everybody, I heard it all the time. Like, Hey, this isn't a real job, right? Like, cool. You made 10 grand on this one deal, but like, that's cool. That's a hobby. Go get a real job. And I didn't want to, and I busted my ass and I busted my ass. And in 2018, I quit my job to do this. So I just, watching you three all day. I just, I really wanted to say, Gary, thank you for coming on here because again, for four years, I watched your content. And for to be here with you three on this podcast, four years later, after taking this risk, I, it was, it was besides marrying my better half. It was the best decision I ever made quitting my job. And life, like you said, happiness is the ROI. Like I don't wake up on, on Sunday and be like, Oh shit, I got to go to work tomorrow. Right? Like it's, it's just one day. Absolutely. And I just, it may not be for everyone, right? That's what you talk about with self-awareness, but like this, I, I, again, just, this is so cool to me to be on this four years later. Again, I started watching you guys on a computer and just to, just to be here. I just crazy. So
3: don't give Lou and Tyler any credit. They did nothing, but, um, That's so true Not true at all, boys. You got the infrastructure, honestly, a great lesson for everybody. And I think you, you know, Ryan, you probably got a sense of how we interact. We interact like brothers, right? Like, like there there is no, I mean, I'm sure they have to like think through certain things since I'm the Mm -hmm. boss, but there is a comfort level here. That's extreme. And I think for everybody who's listening, a lot of you are going to start building out teams because this is about to get real. And, you know, Don't be a big shot, like treat people good. Like you're not special. Like my understanding of my actual insignificance is what makes me the happiest. I think I'm about to pull off some insane ass shit over the next 40 years. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm super aware that after that execution, I mean, if I buy the Jets, that's a fucking movie, you know, and still, after winning a Super Bowl, and every jetpack kisses me in the face, and I fucking did it, and all that, and I'm 91 and I die, I'll have a great 24 hour news cycle, little love, he taught me this, you'll tell your grandkids that I fucking was instrumental and in you being at ha- It'll be fucking amazing, and then the following Thursday, people are gonna be back to real life. And I think I think I'm stunned by watching some of the youngsters in cards that I've watched go from nothing to a little following, Zero money to a little money and actually already starting to act like there's somebody. So for final parting shots, fucking wake up. You're not a big shot because you got a couple of nice fucking PSA tens, Dick.
1: Love that.
2: Love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank See you. Jay. you. Be there. Love you, bro. See ya. Love you, man. Later. Peace. And that was our interview with Gary V. Uh, thank you to Gary for joining us. As always, uh, obviously, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you can follow him at Gary V. Gary V E E. Um, and with that, we will send it over to Ryan for the latest launch.
0: Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit off air, but this is going to be a a, a massive week for releases. There's just so much going on this week. So want to get into a couple. Uh, we'll we'll mention them all, but just kind of. Uh, take a deeper look at at a few of them. So this week we've got TriStar Hidden Treasures Game Day Greats Autographed Jerseys. For those that are familiar with this, this is just a basically a one signed jersey in a box. They're typically somewhere around 160, 170 bucks. Uh, you get one random autographed jersey. There'll be a couple headliners in the product um, that you're looking for really. Then you've got Pete Rose Charlie Hustle Edition Baseball Blaster Boxes. This is actually the second time Leafs ever done this. This happened in 2011, but basically every Blaster Box had a Pete Rose autograph. So was like, oh, cool, that's awesome. Pete Rose Auto, these are going to be awesome. Like, except they're not, and you can buy the Pete Rose autographs from this product, you know, 10, 9 years ago, for like $12. Wait a
2: second. So...
0: Cool idea, but everyone had an auto back in 2011, and it just crushed the product, right? Supply and demand. There's a lot of them. Demand wasn't that crazy. Um, and then we've got Mosaic No Huddle comes out Friday. So if you're familiar with the basketball, that's like fast break in, in basketball. Um, just a uh, different play on the hobby box where you're not getting quite the same thing it's a little bit of a lesser type parallel you're gonna have disco refractors versus you know your your base stuff so a slightly different parallel um but some of the bigger releases uh actually one more chronicles baseball again chronicles is a product we really like for basketball football the only difference is with baseball is it's not licensed right panini doesn't have the baseball licensing that's owned by tops so they will be some really cool cards without player logos on the jerseys. So something to keep in mind there. Uh, but some of our bigger releases this week, we've got really three we want to hit on. First one, Contenders Optic Basketball. So this is Contenders Basketball with the chrome-like I look. I love these cards. Right? Very, very popular release. The one thing I would say on this is this is going to be, a, a, a with basketball throughout this year, this is a very, very big gambling product. You're looking at roughly $750 for a hobby box. With one autograph, huh. very very risky yeah, right here. Products. But the gold vinyl, the gold vinyl autographs, like there's gonna be some stuff in this that will do really 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 well. They're also
2: extremely tough grades, right? Those cards typically.
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't graded a ton of the them. The Mint rate on um, them is really low. So that would be uh that would be an interesting something to to look at. Another one I know Tyler is excited for is select Euro soccer. Um, we kind of hit it on this last week, right? Like what happens when Panini gets into select optic prism, right? Major brands for, for basketball and football. What happens when they get into soccer with this, right? You only really got Chrome now and we saw what prism EPL did and how hot that got. Mm -hmm. What happens when we get select optic and, you know, other brands, this is that, this is that start, right? Select Euro soccer is is going to be good. Uh, we'll get into Ty's thoughts in, in just one second. And then the last one, we've hit on this for weeks now, is, is Champion's Path Pokemon. Um, you've got, looks like a couple different releases. Lou, if you want to hit on these in a second, absolutely feel free. But it uh, looks to be a, a retail exclusive. Uh, Lou, I'm not sure if you can confirm or deny that, but it's going to have a secret rare Charizard. It's going to have a couple different things in it. Likely to be... Um just as popular, if not more popular, Lou, than Hidden Fates.
2: I would say it's gonna be more popular than Hidden Fates, yeah. I'm I, more I'm not positive on the uh, on the uh, retail only thing, but yeah, it's gonna be a big one. This is the one that this is what we thought that uh Darkness of Blaze was gonna Darkness be. Darkness of Blaze yes. is gonna be because there is the secret rare uh Charizard yeah. in there. So this is gonna be a big one. Uh, I'm excited about it. I don't have any boxes, unfortunately, so. but
0: yeah so as you guys can see busy week this week select euro contenders optic basketball and the champions path for pokemon ty any thoughts on select euro
1: yeah i think uh international product i'm a big fan of um you don't have holland in here though um i think that'll maybe ding it a little bit i think that the as originally planned pre-corona pre-covid the product would have came out a lot closer to the euro cup would have came out probably q one q two a little bit leading up to it whereas now euro cup is uh next summer so it's coming out roughly nine months ahead so i I do think you'll see a similar a la the um prism e p l like kind of a late pop to it but also when that first started coming out there wasn't the same juice around soccer there wasn't the same juice around um around uh, just in general, yeah, breaking culture. So I think you've got Mbappe select, which is going to be a big card. You've got Felix. I'm taking a look right now at some of the- uh, There's
2: Sancho in there, right? The autos. Yeah, there's some sweet Sancho. There's like zebra. There's
1: some zebra Sanchos.
2: My question was if Sancho has a big Euro, does this kind of become the prison world cup for Mbappe? You know what I'm talking about? Like that correlation? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah, like first like first Euro cup type thing. Yeah. I don't think Euro Cup holds the juice, but okay. I do think they are they are some beautiful cards. Um but I you know he's had a an optic for uh in, in an English kit. So I don't I don't know if it goes there, but people have also liked the select product a lot. Um in general, you've got product that has Ronaldo autograph on it. Um what do they call, Bale, what do they
2: call some- field levels? Uh, I was just
0: thinking that. I was going to say pitch level.
1: Field level. No, they're just field level.
0: Interesting. They should call it pitch level. Because in basketball, it's court side. Yeah, it's still field level. Interesting. Um, And and that was what I was going to say, Ty. As you mentioned, you're not sure about the Sancho. I think that set has the potential to do well for a lot of these guys. I agree. As being one of their top rookie cards because of the limited print run on the field level type stuff. Those those rookies, especially the silvers, have have some some real potential here.
1: Yeah, I mean you've got a uh, Felix Auto in there, which is is huge. In my that's eye. only his
0: second auto because his first one was in Finest.
1: Yep, um, I think that's big. You've got Timo Werner Auto, um, Rashford Autos. I mean, it's a real so real this product. won't
0: have this won't have Pulisic, It won't have Reina, and it won't have Holland. Right? Correct. Correct.
1: Um, and it won't have Erling because Norway is still in like this like a play in qualifier and they only did it for the, the uh nations that are already qualified. Um That's I a wonder bummer. yeah, it's it, it's definitely a bummer and he just continues to prove that he is a monster. You've got Timo Werner relic. You got an Mbappe relic, it looks like um yeah. I mean, in general, the, the culture around the soccer card stuff with Castro. I mean, I imagine he'll be breaking this product big time. So I'm pumped. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be picking up a couple of these both to rip and sit on myself for sure.
0: Yeah. I think this will be a, a big release for product. like we said with so many other products come out, Chronicles, the, the TriStar grades, um, just a couple of different, different things. And then some of these bigger ones, this definitely, uh, is going to be a big week for releases. So exciting to see what happens next week. We'll talk about it on the episode. See how select Euro does this weekend. Champions Real Path. Real
1: quick,
2: Lou, what's up? There's no Holland in this. You were saying. Are you seeing it? There's an auto in it. From Irving what? Holland, private signing set horizontal. As Norway, as Bruce Dorman.
1: It's a how? it's an international thing.
0: I'm looking at it. This is select Euro.
1: Private signings, Manchester United, David Beckham and Holland.
2: Yeah, it's it's four. No, it no, yeah. it's four different cards.
1: How does that? That's fire.
2: Yeah, I'm super confused. <laughs> that's wild. Anyway,
1: private signings
2: set checklist.
1: Fire in Dortmund, not in his Norway kit. I think that doesn't just make any sense. Sneaking something in there. And Beckham for United? I mean that's fire. I got I got nothing. I guess we'll have to
2: Oh, the Panini private signings cards are very nice designed cards. This has the potential to be a very big card. Just gonna put that out there. Based on what I'm looking at of what a private signing card is, it could be a very, very nice card. Can you explain a little bit? Um yeah, I can send you a link and you can open it up. Panini private signings. Go on eBay like and just type in like Panini. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice looking car. Sweet,
1: very cool. Mm-hmm. Buying another box.
0: <laughs> I think we'll revisit this next uh, next episode. And we'll see what what happens this weekend when there's a an auto or two on eBay. But that's all we got for this episode, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace.
2: That's a wrap
1: on card talk this week.
0: Please
2: subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen, and get notified when we publish a new episode.
0: It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com, and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a one thirty-seven p.m. podcast and a Gallery
1: Media Group original production.